Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 127. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. Also with me tonight, Terry. Hey, everybody. And not to be forgotten, even though I would like to, <laughs> Ian. I have returned. Brian, you miss while you're doing Ron Burgundy? I don't know. Just, it just came to me. I'm, I, it was, was it not okay? Did it make Ron you feel Burgundy's funny? never okay. <laughs> Ron Burgundy's never okay. How is everybody doing this evening? Great. Not bad. And Ian, I cut you off. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Uh, I was just asking if anyone missed me last time. We always, well, I, you, I didn't miss you because I wasn't here either. Right. And of course, we're missing dumbass. And so nobody's here to give us their opinion from the 51st state this week. We don't have the Canadian perspective. No, no Canadian yeah, perspective. And we only know him. You know, the only Canadians we know are him, Wolverine, and Dudley Do-Right. So. Right. And Wolverine's well, Canadian? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. <laughs> Colin from Whose Line? He's Canadian. Actually, we know a lot of Canadians. <laughs> well, we don't actually know a lot of Canadians. We know of a lot of Canadians. They exist, I'm sure. Or so we're told. Oh, yeah, we've been told. <laughs> we're assuming dumbasses in some mass hallucination we've been having. Oh, wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> You'd think I would notice during editing, and I never do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me about AnomalyCon. We did mention this uh, in cool. last week. All right, well, for those of you who haven't been listening to podcasts the last few years, I've been regularly going to a steampunk convention called AnomalyCon, and I will be there again this year, of course. I'm actually going to be doing Doctor Who trivia. I will be doing a couple of time travel panels, which is interesting. I'm doing a Star Trek science panel, a uh, technology panel. But this year, um, the new featured guest that might be more interesting to our listeners is that Brian and Baxter will be there as well as Dr. Karen Stolls. Stolls now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all, all local skeptics. Um, and so this will be th- their first time as guests for AnomalyCon. I know they normally do Starfest, which is another local convention out here. So if you're one of our Colorado listeners and you want to see Brian and Baxter live, there's a great chance to do it. It's a smaller convention. It's not as expensive as Starfest. It's not as crowded or as crazy. So, you know, it's a much, you know, more relaxed atmosphere. And you do want to see Brian and Baxter live. It is yeah. absolutely worth it. Whether you so, agree with them or not, they put on a good show. Uh, yeah. So, Ian, sorry, March 27th to 29th, where is it at? Um, It will be at the Hyatt, I believe, in the Denver Tech Center. Oh, cool. That's bikeable for my house. Oh. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So if, if you make it, you know, say hi to me. I'll be around. I will. All right. All right. Anything else? Hmm. Well, it's, just... it's now time for the awkward sex segment <laughs> of the show that we call the masturbation moment. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Or everything you never wanted to know about sex, but we're afraid to, but we're afraid to find out anyway. <laughs> Alright, so we have a sex toy you can ride that's a unicorn head. Well, Why is this here? <laughs> the, the, the unicorn head itself is unique. Basically, it's a unicorn head. And the idea is you, I, I, the women, I guess, possessing themselves on the head. So the horn is the, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Uh, Say it. 
penetrating the ladies. Vulva. V- vulva. Vulva. Well, let's talk Which about this. Okay, let's. Hold okay, on. please. Yes, okay. please. Re- Rain is in here. Rain is in. <laughs> Hang on. I don't think you actually want something technically to penetrate the vulva unless you're getting oh. a piercing. Exactly. Oh. exactly. Okay. You don't want a vulva penetration. You want a the vaginal v- penetration. Oh, vaginal yeah. penetration. The JJ. Oh, jeez. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Right I love that term. <laughs> and that's one reason why I love it. It's one to really hate. <laughs> I have I have problems with this toy, and I will tell you why. Go for it. I, I think that if it is actually a unicorn sex toy, that, first of all, anybody who purchases it must actually be certified a virgin, and they can only use it once. I was already thinking stuff along that lines with it. <laughs> Now, okay, I caught the end of a show on Comedy Central where they used a dildo as a coat hook, apparently. I, I, I don't quite... Then I got the weird idea that you could probably decorate a whole room in dildos and have each dildo serve a completely different purpose. And that's one reason why this caught my attention. First off, the unicorn head itself would work as a decoration but on its own. You could mount it. <laughs> you could. <laughs> oh. Of course, if you go down the page, uh, there's a couple dildos that definitely aren't practical. Uh, the Annihilator Triple X dildo and the Moby Huge Three Foot Tail Super dildo. No, tall. I'm sorry. Oh. Computer. Those seem more to me as decorations and conversation starter pieces to have rather than actual practical. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I don't want to have that conversation with anybody who comes into my house, really. Yeah. Yeah, Particularly your parents. Where do you store something like that? I have no. For the There's definitely some impractical ideas going on here. But once more, my perverted mindset. Although the problem with the. ones I just mentioned is they do look like penises. Other dildos like the huge horse dildo, which is apparently $139, doesn't necessarily look like a um, penis and would actually work great for a decoration to have in a room just to, you know, people walk in and like, okay, what is that? It looks like a horse penis to me. I've never seen a horse penis, so... <laughs> I'm from Wyoming. I've seen a lot of horse penises. <laughs> But you can find so many dildos, especially now, and look at this stuff. It's definitely more of a, um, not necessarily a practical item anymore. It's more of, you know, just novelty to have bizarre dildos to have bizarre dildos. What is the, the bomb penis? The A-bomb? Yeah, the A-bomb. Is that penis? Girth extender. What the hell? (laughs) If you ever want to add a whole pound of additional weight and girth to your dick, you can now. The A-bomb penis growth extender is a massive cock add-on that wraps around the back of your balls and makes you bigger and wider than your partner ever imagined. I can't even... I mean, that is just... I'm speechless about this thing. There's no scale here to really understand how big this thing is, though. Where the other ones, you there's somebody there with... Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, well, the looks of it, I think, it's just you put your tool inside and somehow that's supposed to... Get you bigger. I have no idea. Well, if the penis goes inside and then it wraps around the balls, right? That whole big mass is over the penis. Well, no, I think the penis goes through the hole. I think the balls go through the hole. 
None okay. of nothing about this is making any sense to me at all. See, I think that there's starting a whole... with the fact that why would you want to do that well, in the first place? I don't know. Right. But what I think is that there's a penis down the shit. Then your penis goes down the length of it, and then this wraps around the balls. Right. Your balls go through there. The whole. And the penis goes inside. I mean, this yeah, is insane. Like a I'm not following this. Uh, <laughs> this is insane. Maybe yeah, it's but... a cod piece for your shorts, like uh, your speedo. Maybe that's what this is. It gives Just you a gym dick. I mean, they, these are insane. I mean, and yeah. and to, to go back, okay, so the horse head, yes, you could put that in plain sight, and nobody's going to think that that is a dildo. But what I want to know is made out of latex. Is it latex or is it silicone? It's. I'm probably pretty sure it's got to be something relatively soft. Well, if it's latex, this is you know this. It's oh, it's free PVC. Yeah, I mean, then they're they're cutting out a huge section of the market. What about anybody who has a latex allergy? Really needs to be made of silicone. Right. They can't possibly even have that in their home at that point. Exactly. And this is ridiculous. Hundred and eighty five dollars and it's not even made of silicone? I mean this is insane. Oh, it's on sale though. It's normally two fifty. Well, since it can only be used once, they've got to make sure that they make their market share. But anyways, it's definitely amusing sight <laughs> through the uh various toys they have and uh, so yeah. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Student gets charged with filming masturbation porn in school library, speaks out about becoming an overnight porn celebrity. So uh, this woman um, uh, sets up a camera in uh, in the library in front of her on a table and uh, basically takes pictures of herself flashing it, takes a video. Uh, and then the video gets put up on Pornhub, which she says she didn't do. I don't know. Um, the video goes on to talk about how she was hoping to get uh, uh, that Playboy would see some of her stuff and, and, you know, and basically, I guess, want to employ her. And so, but when this well, guy. It, there's a certain, no, there's a certain level of notoriety that would definitely catch Playboy's attention. Right. So she was also doing, you know, uh, my free cam. She was doing uh, video sessions on there, X-rated video sessions. And so, but this gets put online, whether it was her or somebody else. I, 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 she says it wasn't her. No reason to not give her the benefit of the doubt. And it gets put online with her name. So now she's being suspended from. She, oh no, she's being kicked out of of OSU. Yeah, she got arrested. She got arrested. She is 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 she could spend a year in jail and get a fine up to two hundred fifty six thousand two hundred fifty dollars. That seems excessive to me. I mean, okay. if if it seems like slut shaming to me. If a guy dropped trow in the library, he'd get a slap on the wrist, most likely. I think that the main issue here is that the video got put online. I bet if she had flashed somebody in the library, she would have got a talking to, right? Yeah. I mean, what I think that there's kind of a double standard here. For some reason, is worse because she put a video up. And that's what I'm saying. It's slut shaming. I agree with that. Well, there definitely is right now a um, I'm trying to think of what it's called. So, uh, I, I guess a fad of flashing in public. I mean, you can find, you know, it's a fetish. The, the not necessarily just having sex. It's you know, show, exposing yourself in public. You can find actually quite a bit of pictures and videos of it. 
if you look. Yes, lots. Not of that it. I ever have or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and so you know, it fits in with that. And I've seen other pictures and videos in libraries and such, and so you know, she's not the first one to do it. So, is there something I I kind of I skimmed the video. I didn't watch quite through the whole thing, but is there something in the library that identifies it as OSU? Like, is that part of the issue why she's in trouble? Is because of the um, well, solely the name of the school? Her her name was put up. She is a student at OSU, and it's so obviously a college library. It's obviously a college library. It makes sense that it's. I I don't know. I mean, it, I assume that I, I imagine that if you go to OSU, that you could identify the library. Maybe not. I'm I. I I don't know how distinctive it is. How is she giving OSU more of a black eye than than the rest of their student population? Well, I guess is my question. Only because it was put online, and does it, does it even reflect the school? I'm sorry, this is a student. This is this is a college student doing what college students do. Which well, is that's the other thing is that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, she's 19 for Pete's sake. Yeah. Right. So what should what is the proper response for something like this? Not to care. Uh, that okay. I, I, I mean, it's the type of thing I can't take seriously. I think it, the school feels like it has to I respond. I think that they're. I think that they're making her more notorious and creating more of a more of a wave around her by making a bigger deal out of it. So I think that's actually more of a more of an incentive to do something like this again, rather than less of an incentive. Well, sure. she she's going on. She wants to pursue a, a career in pornography, and uh, her mom has said. What did her mom say? This was kind of interesting. No, that wasn't what her, that wasn't what her mom said. I don't think. I think that was what she said about her having a daughter. Oh, is that what she said? Did I read I that wrong? I think so. Oh. That was a confu- that was written in a confusing way. I didn't quite get okay. it. Okay. Okay. I missed that. Anyway, I mean, so she's you know, talking about if she had a daughter that she would, uh, this wouldn't be a problem for her and yeah. that she could even give her some pointers. I... Um, can we talk just a little bit about the, if a dude did this though? Because somehow, like for me, and it's probably totally sexist, like I don't give a shit if this woman is masturbating in the library, but if a guy was doing it, I would be a little skeeved out by that. Somehow it would feel more threatening to me personally. Why? I don't know. I don't. I need to process through that. I don't know why. Well, I think there's a bit of a double I, standard. If a man, ex, if a man exposes himself, we as a society believe he's a pervert and um, it's inappropriate. And, and you know, we have the, guy, the idea of the guys walking around parks in trench coats just flashing themselves. Maybe it's a pre. Maybe I perceive it as a precursor to rape. You, you know? know that like it's a threat in that way. Whereas with the woman, it's not quite so threatening. I don't know. <sighs> There's a difference in audiences here, too. I mean, the audience for this is completely different than from a man that would be masturbating in a library. And maybe it's ejaculate, too, like the potential for not that like I know that the whole sporting thing is a huge discussion we could have. But um, oh, and, and I want to have I'm working I'm working on articles for that. I'm, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, we need to have that again. Yeah. Um, but like the guy, there's potential for like making a big mess. You know what I mean? And <laughs> girls, like she's just hanging, like who cares? She really doesn't even masturbate that much. That I mean, much, she touches yeah. herself a little bit, but mostly she's just showing off to the camera and. Right. And understand, uh, me and Brian, we just watched the video so that we knew what we were talking about for the podcast. Right. Research. It was research, <laughs> just like Terry research. and that and yeah. mormongirls.com. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. No, I watched part of this video for research too. What I find distracting about this video, like if we're going to talk kind of meta about good porn to watch for me personally, is that she keeps futzing around with the camera angle and like checking her angles. And she, you know what I mean? Like that's, that kind of takes me out of the moment. Right. But what's hot about it is that she keeps looking to see if somebody sees her, right? She's well, trying not to get caught. So that's what's hot about it. That's what's hot about it. But what's not hot is the, oh, is it, how's my angle? Ooh, this, you know, it's just, it's too uh, staged for me. She needs a cameraman to be doing it while she's, you know, right. you actually just, you just actually just reminded me of this uh, comedy sketch. I think it was from the kids in the hall, which is out of Canada, by the way. So there's our Canadian perspective for tonight. Sure. But um, there was this comedy sketch where this guy was saying, yeah, I just got my own copy of the Rob Lowe video. And the guy's like, his friend is like, how is it? He says, it's really kind of distracting. He, keep, he keeps stopping every five minutes to adjust the lighting and camera angles. He really wants to direct. <laughs> I, I, I remember that one. Here's the thing. I'm not, I don't know that I would endorse doing this in a school library, right? I just don't think that the punishment fits the crime in this situation. No, I, I think, think that the they are making an example of her. I think the punishment is far more... I think it's uh, the punishment is draconian, and it's going to create a bigger backlash against the school than just letting it go would have. Well, they probably won't make an example of her to try and discourage other people, is what it sounds like. Right, but to Max's point, it might just encourage more people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there an issue of consent, though? So when you expose uh, yourself yes. in a public space or whatever, um, the people who might see you have not consented to that. You, do you know what I mean? Like, is that some kind of a violation? Is that why they... In this situation, nobody saw her except for who... And then she put this online. Right. But is that why there's a punishment for public use? I, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. And here's the thing is that it is technically legal for women to walk around naked or topless, right? I don't know. I've never tried. Okay. If you expose yourself in public and somebody sees you, it's the same thing as... It's the same thing as... Uh, you know, if you don't, if you see something you don't like on TV, you turn the damn channel. I totally agree with but that. But is this? You don't have to look. But right, I totally agree with it, that. Are, but, are we asking? Is it a crime if nobody sees you? <laughs> I no, mean, I think we're asking. Um, I think well, what you, I'm trying the question. The question Terry asked was: Is is it a consent issue if you expose yourself right. in public? Are you forcing somebody to see you without their consent? And the an simple answer is. Look away. Unless you're actually stapling their eyes open, which is a whole different series of crimes and possibly a hit series of movies. Unless you're actually stapling their eyes open, you're not actually forcing them to see anything. Well, what we need to do is stop all these women from breastfeeding in public. Right, I know. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I was a public breastfeeder for years. Uh, but I did it discreetly because I didn't, I'm not a flasher. So I, I tried to <laughs> kind of keep things under control. Sure. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, that's it's interesting. It's interesting to consider. Well, and, and immediately the 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 argument about bre public breastfeeding is it's not sexual. Well, this is. I agree that yeah. this is meant to be sexual. But here's yes. the thing. Ultimately, I think that the the school is overreacting. I agree. I think the school's overreacting, and we don't know if this is meant to be sexual. Mm. It could be that we don't know if this is meant to be sexual. Could be that her piercings just got hot and she had to air them. And let them <laughs> air dry them, and put, wet them, and then let the water, the saliva evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we know that it's explicitly sexual because she said it was because she wants to be in porn. So right. yeah. this well, is yeah, like her. She's nineteen. She doesn't. She's nineteen. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, and to Brian's point, if this is her version of porn, I think she's going to be. Uh, she needs to get some pointers from her mom. Or uh, maybe watch a little more diverse <laughs> or something. I don't know. This is yeah. It's pretty, pretty tame. I mean, as far as porn goes, I mean, it's right. almost. Well, you know, it's probably about the same as other cam shows on where she put it, which is the My Free Cams. It's probably about as intense as whatever else is on there. So she's probably going by the example of where of what was on that on that site already. And she said she's making a ton of money. I mean, I think I'm yeah. in the wrong business. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> we all are. We know that. You know what, though? Ultimately, more power to her. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, and just... Quite frankly, if you could do it and get away with it, go ahead. I mean, sure. I, 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 ultimately, I don't care if, if she's naked in the library makes a video. I could give a shit. I think that this is so ridiculous. This this comes back to our not our our sense of decency and what we what we feel is decent so since everybody else has a different scale of what's decent some it's okay for some and not for others it's like so nobody can decide so we do have to have some parameters right right but it's always the the lowest common denominator that defaults to right and is that fair no quite frankly i want more women naked in libraries <laughs> i might go to a library i was just going to say that well <laughs> If you want women naked in libraries, though, that that brings up whole sexy, sexy, sexy librarian fantasies. Exactly. You know, hey, ooh, did you see her in the stacks? <laughs> I got a groan for that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, that was wait, Oh no, I'll make it a better groan. Hold on, let me. Wait. Okay. Oh yeah, but please, yeah, yes, ramp it up a little. Ah 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 ah! In the stacks. I may have to cut that. <laughs> I love that it's you. <laughs> Brian appreciating a girl. <laughs> I can't groan like a girl well enough, so Brian has So to. I had to do it? And yeah, I had to step in, yeah. I love the fact that Brian got the groan and not me this time. Are <laughs> we ready to move on? Yeah. Let's hand the show over to Ian. Ian, what are we going to do next? Okay, well... The, the next few stories are kind of interesting in what they deal with. And uh, the first one. So the article is Vandals cut down sculpture of mythic Irish sea god and replace it with a cross. Now, um, apparently in Northern Ireland, atop this one mountain overlooking Log Foyley, um, there was a statue of... <laughs> Mananan Maclear. Yes. Uh, the statue is one of apparently several sculptures found along the Limvade Sculpture Trail, which is basically an area that is commemorating the area's most notable myths and legends. So the, um, this is not a religious sculpture to begin with, which is one of the reasons why this article struck me. It, I don't see pictures of the other sculptures. I'd I, actually quite interested in what uh, might be there. But the picture they show of um, our sea god is basically a godlike figure coming out of a boat. Fairly standard, fairly basic. Well, apparently um, uh, at some point, they someone came along and actually cut the sculpture down and put a cross in its place. 
And the thing is, it, this could have been a random thing because of how heavy it is. The statue is made of clay and, and then a silicon mold. Um, and it took five or six men to carry it up and install it. So it's not something you simply just do with, you know, it's definitely something you'd say, okay, you know, we're, we're planning on doing this. We need tools together. You know, we need to organize in order to do it. Right. So it was uh, not a crime of passion. Right. It was definitely planned. But, it, the okay, uh, the wooden cross had the words, you shall have no other gods before me on it. So it was definitely a religious, uh, Christian uh, act of vandalism. Not necessarily. I'm going to say this, and I and I will say this with the knowledge that I am of Irish descent. I, I'm sitting okay. here and I'm thinking, I'm wondering if this was not a crime of, of passion, but possibly a crime of drunkenness. And somebody woke up the next morning and go, oh, Jesus, what did I do? <laughs> no. <laughs> when they saw this sitting in their yard. Yeah, because the, the statue itself is gone. Now, it does it at the end of uh, the... It's impossible to know if it was actually religious reasons or the cross simply placed there to misdirect the attention from thieves. Uh, they won't know until they uh, find it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. Is there yeah. a more boring religious symbol, symbol than the cross? <laughs> I mean, my God. I'm a bit depressing myself. It is the, it is, I mean, the Jewish star, that boring ass thing is better than the cross. The cross is I the agree. most boring religious symbol. <laughs> So my daughter calls it the T on top of churches. And I said, uh, it's a symbol for their religion, but I can't tell you what it represents right now until you're older because it's too violent. <laughs> really? Yes. Huh. I was listening to uh, Tom Papa. I'm pretty sure it was Tom Papa. And he was talking about how his he's he's atheist, but his daughter was saw the church and he goes, she goes, Daddy, it's so beautiful. I want to go in there. And he's like, okay. So he takes her in there, and the first thing she sees is crucified Jesus. And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell my six-year-old about that. It's a bit sure of a can. disgusting symbol. I don't, you know, it, it doesn't quite make sense as to why you'd use it for everything, because you know, it's morbid. It really is. <laughs> but, so, no, so that's the, the first story. It, it's focusing on that, and, you know, uh, there is this odd idea that, yes, he's a Irish sea god, but he's part of the myth, legends, part of the history. It, it's not a re religious thing to, you know, have icons like that out there because it shows where, you know, the stories and stuff come from. We, it's like we, Santa. Yeah. Kind of. It's cultural. But, you know, myths are very much part of our culture. There's no denying that. Well, the second one, though, is definitely um, a religious-based one. And... Uh, uh, this one actually shows some of the intolerance that happens. But the, the um, headline is, Woman accused of turning down satanic display pleads not guilty. So we've talked about opening the can of worms. In uh, Florida, they opened the can of worms and allowed a nativity scene. So, of course, the um, Church of Satan has to come and say, okay, well, if you're doing that, then we get a display. And, of course, you know, the the main reason they do stuff like that is to show that, hey, you know, well, for um, freedom of religion, if you guys want to display your um, religious stuff in a public place, a government facility, you have to let everyone else do it. And so their display was basically like, looks almost like a puppet stage with an angel falling into hell. Well, the woman um, went in and vandalized it and 
the main thing I find interesting about um, her claim of not being guilty is she's not guilty because um, it is a attack on her religion for this to be displayed there. <laughs> it's attack basically it's attacking Christians for other religions to have equal right and equal representation. Right. So this ignorant hypocrite decides that she's offended and she goes in to take it down. But if I did the same thing to her precious baby Jesus, she she would be up in arms. Yes. Well, now, so the the hold on the display depicted Lucifer being cast down and falling into hell, right? Yeah. Uh it says how an angel. That, it, says an not, angel it just says an how angel. Is that not a triumph for her religion as well? <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, that's that seems to be that seems to be a main selling point, doesn't it? Well, well Brian, so Brian found a second article that actually showed the before and after. The in the after, basically because of her vandalism, the string was broken. I guess you, the angel is now in hell, burning. Yes. So it's kind of like, okay, well, her vandalism really didn't do much in the end. And I don't know if it's a better message or worse that she completed his casting down. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. She, she is responsible for casting Lucifer into hell. (laughs) I love the after. (laughs) I know. The angel burning in hell. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, it, her vandalism is rather ridiculous in the end, but the main thing is her not guilty plea is what really is messed up on this. Her not guilty plea is ridiculous. Yeah. She, I mean, there's video. She's guilty, and but she's not guilty because she was because she was Satan or God's warrior. She, oh yeah, she when she she was wearing a shirt that said she was a Catholic, Catholic warrior. warrior. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, apparently that's the new not guilty plea is I'm doing God's work so you guys can't hold me accountable for anything I do. Listen, well, if that works... Uh, Scalia might go for that. Yeah, he he would go for that. And that's scary. Well, he's a Catholic warrior too, right? And a dominionist probably. <laughs> yes, this is his kind of shtick. I don't know. I, we've never seen him vandalize anything, but it's you know. True. Except for women's reproductive health. Right, exactly. She he does kind of vandalize that piece of the law. <laughs> so yeah. This is You know, the thing of it is she is probably gonna get off on this because she's you know, she's a fifty she's a fifty four year old Christian lady. Not if she, not if the judge is fair. Yeah. Not if the judge is impartial, like they're supposed it's, to be. Well, the the question is, is it going to go before a jury, and what's the jury going to look at? Listen, I'd like to see her kicked out of school. I'd like a year <laughs> in jail and and, 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 a, and a, at least a $6,000 fine. Right. And I promise you that will happen if she promises yeah. not to flash her tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that was cool. Double standard? <laughs> I'm with you there, but yeah, it's a double standard. <laughs> um, I love, I just love how, uh, again, once again, the Christian person is like, I don't like it. I think it's rude. Therefore, I'm offended. And they don't even think the next step through, which is that if you get to be offended and cause all this havoc, people of other faiths also get to be offended and cause havoc. You know, it's, they just don't. They always get so blindsided, like she's blindsided by the satanic display in the public square, right? And uh, pissed her off. But she would agitate all day long for her Christian nativity to be in the courthouse. Which is offensive. Right, which is offensive to some of us. Well, I mean, here's the thing is that you have the right to be offended. You don't have the right to not be offended. Exactly. 
Well said, exactly. You know, I honestly, I'm indifferent to a nativity display. I'm indifferent to a satanic display. I'm indifferent to a Buddha in the courthouse. I, I'm indifferent to all of it. I, I'm, I can agree with you. I, I think none of them should be there, right? Right. But if you're gonna, if well, you're gonna have the one, they shouldn't be there. Right. Exactly. Right. So if you're gonna have one, you have them all. But right. doesn't personally offend me. No, I'm not offended either. No, I agree. But once more, the offense isn't the existence of them. The offense <clears throat> is the domination of them. I should say. Yeah. Although, like we were saying earlier, if there was a, a display of Jesus being crucified on the cross and my six-year-old stumbled into that at school or something, I would be offended. I don't right. think that would be appropriate. It's, yeah, it's not that appropriate. That would definitely not be, not be appropriate. But that's, um, that's also in a place where you've got people who are not, under the law, they are not yet ready to make adult decisions. Whereas if you're talking the Capitol House, you're presumably looking at adults walking in there. Right, but as a double... Adults can make their own damn, damn decisions. But as a double standard, Christians don't see that as offensive. Right. right. Right, I understand that. And I do agree it is a high, it is highly a double standard on that. Yeah. Hey, so I have a joke. Okay. Are we done with this? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. I, I'm yeah. very bad at telling jokes, but I'm going to give this a go. Okay. When is a rape not really a rape? Oh, Are we conservative oh. or liberal? When, when you... the victim's unconscious. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> well, no, still, are we conservative or liberal? Because I'm not sure when conservatives, what conservatives consider right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, anyway. So, I mean, hey, guys, pass. Sid wants to say hello to the listening audience. Yeah, yeah, we hear him. Go he ahead, Sid. When I go. Hello. <laughs> that is an umbrella cockatoo. <laughs> so, um,. I'm going to paraphrase. And because of him, I've lost the use of my right arm. Oh, no. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm going to paraphrase a statement from a Utah state representative named Brian Green, who's a Republican from Pleasant Grove, Utah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know what he sounds like. If a man is married and his wife is unconscious and he totally gets his rocks off on unresponsive, passed out sacks of meat, then it is not rape. Maybe the wife rapes the unconscious man. Totally cool. Spousal rape is not a thing. Now, if the couple is on a first date, then yes, raping an unconscious person is rape in that unmarried first date scenario only. So that's a paraphrase, but that's pretty much what he said well, in I, testimony. I think, it's, I think that sums it up. We can just move on now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we can't because he apologized. He oh. Said, he'd said, he was taken out of context? He said, I'm sorry you took my remarks out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Now we can move on if you want. You know, <laughs> as far as that goes, I, I agree with the viewpoint that it has to be consent every single time. Yes. There is such a thing as spousal rape. Um, if the man or the woman is not in the mood at that particular time and something happens anyway, then that's not consent. Also, if you have consented to something, like in our previous discussions about D BDSM or whatever, if you have consented to a thing one time, that doesn't mean you're always consenting to it ever after. You have to continue to check in about that. And I don't understand why you would want to have sex with an unconscious person in the first fucking place. Well, let me explain it to you. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess is, is the safe word. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> I can't imagine... Even as a married man, having sex without consent, right. I, 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 it boggles me that 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 this. And I, I do want to take a step back to defend the senator. He probably he just he wanted to have a discussion about 
uh, what about um, uh, the consequences that that could arise from this, right? And I think it's it's always fair to look at a law and say, what are the unintended consequences potentially, right? That's a fair thing to do. That's that's I agree, but that's or, not how he. But that but that's maybe, not exactly how he presented it. You're right. Maybe he was just looking for an end to boast about banging his own sleeping wife. How does it enter your head as you're discussing rape to think of all of the exceptions where it might not be rape? You know what I mean? Like you're talking about rape and you're like, yeah, rape is always wrong except if you're married. And well, but then it's not, but I think if, that he doesn't consider that rape or, right. or he might now, maybe, maybe somebody, if somebody talked to him and said, listen, and had a discussion with him about consent, maybe he might be open enough to the conversation that he needs to have that conversation in order to understand it. Yeah, but he needs to know that means no. Right. <laughs> Why ha- he not to know. judge other people's fetishes or whatever, but what the fuck? I to me, if you're having sex with another person, enjoyment of the other person is part of the fun. Like I don't understand. If you just need to get off, go masturbate. Don't Listen, I'm trying real hard to defend this guy, and you're making it very difficult. <laughs> Well, I, I will admit I've gotten things started with my wife when she was unconscious, but normally she wakes up before I go too far. So you know. But. So you so I'm sorry. <clears throat> no, let's let's explore this. Let's explore this just a little bit. So in this in a scenario like I'm imagining you described, <laughs> uh, whatever morning wood or whatever is happening there, um, yeah, like. Okay, you, you press against her, whatever it is that you do. Yeah, it's not, it's not she's been conscious the whole time, but I, you know, start work, working on her, getting her aroused, hoping to, you know, to get Hoping somewhere. that she will wake up. Yeah. Yeah, not hoping that she'll sleep through it, as it right. sounds like this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, you know, there's a slight difference there, as I, I'm not taking advantage of an unconscious person and hoping they don't wake up while I'm doing it. What's the line? Yeah. Can I just throw out that if I ever have to have sex with this guy, I would like to be unconscious. Maybe that's just <laughs> 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 no, but what is the line? I mean, how far can you go until until it's inappropriate? Isn't that between kind of I mean, you and your partner have to have to draw those lines for yourself. If she's given prior consent, like Ian has indicated, his mm-hmm. wife has, you know, like yeah, it's she hasn't said, Stop fucking waking me up with your dick. You. And if she did, you would stop. Right. But well, if because she doesn't shut I, that down, then yeah. And if she said stop, you would. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the body's got a way of shutting that down. <laughs> Wait a minute. If it's, if it's legitimate down. rape. Are we going conservative? Don't go there again. Brian. Okay, I'm sorry. I won't. I'll stop. I'll stop. You know, I, I, I've done the same thing with my wife. You know, you, you kind of wake her up and hope that maybe she's, you know, she's in the mood at least enough to help you out. Help a guy out. Yeah, help a guy out. Come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the reverse scenario. Like, I don't think I have ever awakened my husband. Ah, uh, well, my wife has woken me up. Good for her. Right? Yes, absolutely. I, I want my wife to wake. I tell her that. It's like, you, you ever feel like? It? No, she did once, I think. But so, I, I told her that. It's like, <laughs> if I'm asleep and you feel like you need some. To, you know, go for it, and if I respond and tell you no, oh I pro- that probably won't happen, but... <laughs> so, I have the solution to all of this waking up business. I read an article about four gay men who live together and how they kind of navigate that stuff, and if someone wants to fuck or masturbate or whatever, they the rule, the, no, the only rule is everybody gets a text, 
and whoever wants to join can or whoever wants to watch can. But everybody gets like advance notice that, hey, I'm going to go do this thing and any of y'all can come or none of whatever. I think that's brilliant. I like I think that is such a good idea. <laughs> that is actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. like a whatever, a 10 minute heads up or something. And then, yeah, whoever wants to show up shows up. I'm taking it out and getting myself off. You guys want to show? Head to meet, the living room. Meet me in the boudoir. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where. They have two uh, beds pushed together, so that's probably the easiest place. I, I wonder, though, if this guy's wife w- would ever respond to that without the leash. <laughs> well, there's a whole cultural – like, we could just delve into the whole Mormon cultural thing, too, right, about – um, the power dynamic and men and women and, you know, women don't enjoy sex anyway. So, or we're not supposed to. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a weird thing. I don't understand that. I mean, that, that is definitely a religious thing that women aren't supposed to enjoy sex. What's I mean, so weird to me is you would think if you took a self-interested tack, you would want the women to enjoy it. Like you'd be on board with, you'd be encouraging women to enjoy it because you would get more sex, right? It uh-huh. just out of pure self-interest. So even if you were misogynist, it seems to me. You well, would be on board with women. Enjoying there's sex. this. There's this myth in so many different religions of the, of the, of virginal things. Um, you know, they they want the girl to be a virgin on her wedding night, but the guy can have experience. Mm-hmm. They want this. They want that. Um, a martyr in Islam gets seventy-two virgins when he when he hits paradise. Was it you guys that I had the conversation with about how like the first couple would be fun, but then after that you'd want. A woman oh, who knew what the fuck she was! Saying. I, I want I want seventy <laughs> sluts and two virgins, <laughs> right? Like the couple, the first couple virgins would be great. And then after that, you'd be like, "Could I please no, they, have someone?" No, they wouldn't be great. That's 72, 72 women that you have to teach to have sex. This is right. not fun. It's no, no, no. You want you want a woman who's already got some experience that brings something to the table. Right. And she can teach the virgins. I'll watch. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And if, if somebody's sleeping, someone else will be awake. It's okay. Did yeah. someone just have to zip up? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I was unzipping. Sorry. Oh. Misinterpreted. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this guy. We just. I just wanted to make fun of his dumbass shit. I, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt just to think that he hadn't thought it through and he was thinking out loud and after he said it, he realized what a dumbass he was. He realized that his words were taken out of context. I don't think he realized what a dumb maybe he did, but I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've done that before, be talking about something and then like, yeah, okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> That's right. wrong. Right. Yeah, I have too, but he didn't self-correct in the moment. He like it took people freaking out. A politician can't do that because that's a sign that that might be seen as a sign of weakness and then oh, the vultures true. would come in and tear him apart. This is true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's not as bad as Klingen Schmidt. No. <laughs> no. But it was a stupid ridiculous okay, thing. I'm back. Mm. Oh, you're fast. Yeah, wow, that was quick. That was uh dropping off a cockatoo. Uh. <laughs> oh! Is that what the kids call it now? <laughs> Stop. Ikea furniture is relatively resistant to cockatoo beaks. That doesn't sound any better. <laughs> uh, so we're done with this guy. Should we move on? Let's move on. So, where are we? 
Okay. The title is, and this is from uh, BBC.com. Babies with frequent frequent eye movements linked to autism. So they did a study. Uh, Reachers did a study with one hundred six month old babies, looking uh, looking at a static image, and they showed them this image, and then they they measured the amount of time that the eyes moved, and what they found is that the babies that had faster eye movements, so a, a normal eye movement would be twice per second, um, and in this, the the uh, the faster movement was three times a second. So, I mean, it's it definitely faster. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's that much faster, but that, they found, had a correlation with these children being diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. So, well, they said that they that it's not a reliable indicator on its own, but it could be an indicator of something. Right. Th- this article is very good because it doesn't go out of its way to be um, over in um, explanatory. It says that th- this is one potential indicator that they're looking at, and they say it. You know, they, they admit that their sample size is small and that the, the follow up needs to be done. And this, like I said, this is only a potential correlation, and there's no causation here. You know, I could see it from both sides. I mean, it could indicate that the babies are are not neurotypical, or it could indicate that the babies are trying to see more detail in the picture, and they may be more intelligent. Right. But what they found is that the faster eye movements correlated with being diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, and and that's and. But at least this is progress of some sort, right? It could lead to an earlier diagnosis. Now, if that's useful or not, I don't know. But it seems like we always want to be able to diagnose as soon as possible. To get treatment. Or to get treatment, if it's, if, if it's available, right? So yeah. so it it is a good thing in that we may be able to diagnose autism earlier. Also to well, diagnose- how do we know, though, that they didn't... Uh- that these infants that move their eyes around more often, how do we know that the scientists didn't give them a vaccine and that's why they got autism? I was just going to say, we need to move the diagnosis earlier so it's pre-vaccination. Well, right? but this would be six months. Yeah. Well, six months is some, not pre-vaccination. Right. pre-vaccination. Yeah, some vaccines are, but know, it is, but like 18 months. It is much earlier than autism usually shows. Right. So I would, I would want to see if there was... I guess I would want to see if there's deeper causes for the babies moving their eyes more often. Well, but the, that's something this that, study does not preclude that. In fact, it recommends that. Right. I right. understand that. I'm just saying I would like to know if there's if there's a correlation in conditions in the brain that cause the babies to move their eyes more often that would be a deeper cause of the autism. Well, that would be the ultimate goal, right? Right. Right. This is 100, 100 babies, which is an extremely small sample size. And or a month's meals for me. Was that? <laughs> what? You heard me. <laughs> Terry heard me. Anyway, so uh, a preliminary finding uh, that that is useful potentially. Cool. All right. Obviously, more needs to be done on it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that whenever you're looking at research like this, that you have to be careful not to over-assert what it's capable of doing, and a hundred and a hundred babies is, you know, is not uh, is not a lock, right? But at least they have enough to say, okay, now we can do a bigger study and take a better look at this. 
And, and a better study with 20,000 babies might show that it's was statistically anomalous, right? Right. So, so it's way too early, but I thought it was interesting. Right. All right. Well, we definitely have time. Okay. So, what do, what do, is that we want? What do we want to do here? Well, there's another article about autism linked on that same page about low birth weight, and I'd be curious to know if that. that and there's no way to find out, but these hundred mm-hmm. babies that they surveyed. I wonder how many of those that they suspect might be diagnosed with autism had low birth weight also. Yeah, it would be interesting. Absolutely. But you have, but you have to do both those studies, and then you have to do a study that merges them. So, yeah. They are making progress in this area, and it's still not vaccines. Yep. <laughs> so what happens if my my uh, Facebook profile gets hacked and they put all my naked pictures online? All right. Well, if well you lose followers and you lose likes. Are you sure? You're, you're, well, I, I, I'm talking about Brian specifically. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, In okay. general, it seems like the okay, celebrities have this happen to them haven't actually uh, hurt their careers. But we're going to look at um, one in particular because um, what she did. The, the article is, someone stole naked pictures of me. This is what I did about it. So uh, Danish journalist Emma Halton, uh, like many young people nowadays, you know, had some pictures taken of her that were risque, and uh, they got leaked online. And in response to this, all these people were actually criticizing her and basically um, shaming her. You know, slut shaming victims, blame the victim kind of stuff. It's like, oh, you know, why did you, would you even take those pictures? That just says so much about you that you would do such a thing. You're such a slut. Things like that. Criticizing her is pretty light description of what was going on. Yeah, there yeah. was some stuff that was bordering on death threats. Right, it's a bit, it's interesting what level people go to, and all because pictures that she had someone she was intimate with take of her that weren't supposed to ever get leaked got leaked, and suddenly everyone decides to start um you know criticizing her and everything you know the, the, how coming on the um problems body image things like that all this other stuff. So in retaliation, she's like, you know what? I'm going to go and do my own set of pictures that I'm going to have control over and I'm going to put them out there and I'm going to make it quite clear that you guys don't have this power over me. And so that's what she did. And it was basically saying, you know, someone took power away from me and I'm going to point it out that, you know, that doesn't work. I have, you know, I'm taking my power back. I'm taking my control back and I'm showing you guys that you cannot put me down just because you guys are a whole bunch of assholes. You know, I can see the benefit, and at the same time, I can see that I can see two different sides of it. I can see beneficial, and I can see that it wouldn't do any good. On the beneficial side, she is doing this of her own free will. It's not going to be a non-consent thing. But on the other side, I think that I, I think that she's going to take the fun out of people who wanted the who wanted pictures of her taken without her consent. But I think that people who are going to be down on her for showing her for showing herself are not going to change their opinion because she showed herself yeah. of her own volition. Well, it was interesting. We had that big um, leak of what about a month or so ago with like tons of celebrities. More than that, it's been right? a couple months. Yeah. And um, you had Kelly Howard Kuko, whatever, her, um, from Big Bang Theory. Kylie oh, okay. Kuko. Yeah, she had one of the most interesting quotes from that, saying that uh, she. I found it rather amusing to, for once, get online and find pictures of herself nude that were not photoshopped. 
<laughs> That's a really good point because a lot of these celebrities, I mean, there are so many fakes going around. Yeah. But, but for once, you know, see, hey, new pictures of me that are actually me. Whoa. That's <laughs> so, you know, a lot of this stuff, if they're popular enough, you, you really can't tell when the um, real ones have been out there because there's been so many fakes. They get mixed together. Right. But that doesn't take away from the fact that this woman had right. photographs that, that were, that were stolen from her. Put online without her consent. And then also without her consent, you know, a lot of personal information went along with that. And then she's getting all sorts of messages from, from people that she never consented to talk to. And it's, yeah. and for four years, this is put, she has put up with this. Not a and, few days here and there. And she did nothing wrong to begin with. It's, you know, right. it wasn't like she was out there sleeping around or anything. These were pictures taken uh, in. A, I take it, I take issue with that. I don't care if she's sleeping around or not. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. But no, well, also, right. But what she did was a personal private thing and that, you know, no one had any business criticizing because it didn't affect anyone else. Absolutely. I agree with that. And it was nobody else's business, quite frankly. Right. Which, and this idea that she should be shamed for taking those photos in the first place is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I agree. But I would like to see her kicked out of school. <laughs> put in jail for a year. Fine $6,500 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, and here's the other problem. If she wasn't attractive, I bet you nobody would have cared. Nobody would have known it. But because she's an attractive woman, it, it made big news. And, and it goes back to, um, to Max's point that my pictures would just lose me followers. <laughs> I was saying pre show that I think there's a movement afoot for, um, you know, women, women in body acceptance. So there's like all this progress being made where like Sports Illustrated is having a couple of, in quotation marks, plus size swimsuit models. I saw that. Uh, but it's progress, right? And um, a lot of, there's a few sites cropping up where women are taking tasteful nudes of themselves as a form of empowerment. And I just think that is so cool. No, this, this needs to be, um, we, we need to take the, I, I don't know how to describe what I'm thinking of. The, the, um, like the, I don't know, that, the, the secretist factor out of it, right? I mean, this, this, you know, it's like, oh, I got secret pictures of somebody that I'm going to do something with. We, it's, I don't know. I, I'm having trouble. Well, well, we need to, as a society, not find that so exciting. There you go. That, yeah, exactly. You know, we, we need to just accept, hey, you know, people are naked at times. If they don't want you to see them naked, you shouldn't see them naked. If they're fine with you seeing them naked and they put the pictures out there, great. Uh, either way, that's a personal preference and we shouldn't judge them, you know, she, whether they do it or not. That was one of the things that she responded to was just how people, how, how much people contacted her that were so excited about those pictures being put up without her consent. People got off on that and that's yeah. the problem. It's the it's power the, thing. It's the power it's the thing. Same it's the power thing. Impulse that causes somebody to want to commit a rape. Uh, yeah, maybe power and control. Certainly that's part of it. I I, I don't know what what does cause somebody to, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say what's what would cause somebody to want to rape somebody. It's considered about power and control. It is. Sure. It's not, uh, you know, prison rape. I I remember the debate. So prison rape, they're all gay. It's like, no, actually prison rape is about power. It's establishing social status. Yeah. Yeah. You can rape them. That means you have power and control over them. Right. That's, there you go. That's true. So. 
it's 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 very much about pack mentality and packing order. Yeah, and this is to one of those situations. Yeah. Well, if we get people to, you know, agree that if somebody leaks something like this that we ignore it. <coughs> and when a woman puts up or a man puts up photos of themselves that they want to be seen, you know, then we acknowledge it then. And don't judge, like I said. You know, no matter which way they decide to go with it, it's not your place to judge them. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, with all those other photos that were online, I didn't spend a lot of time looking for them because no. you didn't have to. They were everywhere. <laughs> now, there was one guy who took them and actually um, photoshopped clothing and other stuff onto them to make them kind of amusing. I remember seeing something on that as well. You know, the guy said, okay, I'll take them and I will actually clothe them. I will do stuff to them that, you know, to make him doing some funny action instead of just being naked. Yeah. Those are other... Yeah. So. It is kind of disgusting, uh, the, the fever that went on around that. Yeah. Okay, so on to Miss Marvel. Yes. Now, th- this article is one of the kind I like, because this is dealing with comic books. And mm. um, the, the title of the article is Islam... <sighs> Islamophobic bus ads in San Francisco are being defaced with Camellia Khan. Now, Camellia Khan is the present Miss Marvel from Marvel Comics. Uh, the uh, regular Miss Marvel has um, upgraded to Captain Marvel and sees off with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And so now a teenage Muslim girl is the present Miss Marvel. And it actually was a, comic, a fairly new comic book series, I think just about a year old, that got a lot of attention because... This is a teenage Muslim girl as a superhero, mainstream superhero. It it, it definitely crosses some um, stereotypes, and she's heading up her own comic. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. So, anyways, uh, these bus ads that were basically showing that uh, the Muslims were connected to Hitler and the Nazis were, I, some company actually purchased them and put them on um, the San Francisco buses. So, someone in response went and put um, our Camellia Khan, Miss Marvel, over the picture of Hitler with Muslims and somewhat reorganized, well, put stickers on to reorganize what is being said, um, uh, calling all bigotry busters stop the hate. So, okay. So, they were vandalizing these buses. Right. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Is so, this vandalism? Is this, I, I mean, here's the it. thing: it is, is that technically vandalism. Here's yes. and here's the problem: is that was it okay for the the bus company to put these ads up? I yeah. I, I'm I'm questioning the standards that allowed those to be put up. In the I am not. I I think that if they purchased ad space, they and as long as the ad was not vulgar or you know in didn't some way boobies or didn't show like boobies that. that it was okay for them to put this on here absolutely the bus company should have done it i would be mad at the bus company had they not that said is it okay for somebody else to deface them i mean we weren't happy about the other monuments that got defaced were we is it okay to deface this just yeah, because I'm we are happy that uh her hair is not covered <laughs> <laughs> oh, no but so here's here's the thing is that if if we orthodox. were if we condone this we are guilty of a double standard. Absolutely. I'm going to own it. I'm going to own my double standard. <clears throat> Cuz I don't think hate is ever a good thing to tolerate. Well, that's the problem. Okay. The other thing the, the, the um other things that got vandalized 
were just the opposite. They weren't something hateful. They were something, you know, the first one was a um, statue, historic, mythical character that got chopped down and vandalized in just the opposite reason. They were promoting hate. They're saying, you know, how dare you have this history that has gods that aren't our god. Yes, but somebody spent money to put these ads on the bus. Whether you like them or not. To promote racism. Okay. Is that okay? Is it okay to be like I don't know? I, I don't know. I, see, that's my problem. I see Scientology <laughs> bus ads all all the time. But does that promote racism? I mean, these are basically promoting racism. These are promoting ignorance and racism straight out. <clears throat> it, it, to me, I, I, you you applauded the bus company for putting them on. My problem is because they would have been sued if they hadn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. They had they to been called discriminatory. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, interestingly enough, you know, they're, they're saying Islamic hate Jews here, they seem to ignore the stronger Catholic ties the Nazis have to uh, the whole mess. Yes, because Christians over, over like to overlook that. Yeah, which is, you know, one of the more interesting things that definitely came out of this. You know, but... So, is it not okay to put up ads that promote hate? I say no, it's not. So, who, who, makes, it, who makes it standard? That's the issue, right? So, the Catholic warrior lady would think that uh, any like all of those friendly atheist ads that say you're not alone type stuff. The she would think that's hate, right? The First well, Amendment allows ads that promote hate to be put up because uh, it's free speech. Yep. Exactly, right. it's a free right? speech. So they have. So we're we're violating a free speech right here by by vandalizing these signs. So no. I'm, I'm this is somebody I'm... else's free speech vandalizing the signs. They paid for the ad to go up. What people do with the advertisements, even looking away, is not on them. Tangentially related, I saw a funny way to respond to like the the anti-gay protesters who have hate posters and stuff. So uh, I, we probably talked about this last time. There was anti-gay signs, and these people who wanted to protest it had made their own signs, and it was like uh, it's uh, it's Latin is daughters not lot and his father or something like that you know like <laughs> just taking their message and, and twisting it just a little bit biblically accurately that was it's just brilliant i love that way that knife just slides right in in that regard but that's not vandalizing the other people's signs either it's so what just, if the kkk decided to put out um ads and use biblical text to defend it, their beliefs it's their right it's their right it's it's they they, they have a right to do that now, yeah we, they well, have a website, Ian. Well, yeah, but that's different. Would um, the bus companies allow them to do that? If the bus companies aren't going to allow the KKK to do that, they shouldn't allow. Um, they don't, they, I, they would have to though. If I think they would have to. This comes back to discrimination system. laws, yeah. and the, and and unfortunately, these are public transit, and so I, I don't know. I they have to walk a pretty fine line with this stuff. This isn't like even a private advertising space. You know, it isn't like they like a, a church sign let them put this up, right? This is um this is public transit, and anybody has the right to buy those spaces. I don't know what the committee decide goes to, what committee goes through to decide whether it's appropriate or not. Uh, but they can't. There's probably there are probably laws. The free speech <clears throat> gets limited when I want to post naked pictures of my breasts or whatever on the bus, right? Uh, I think that they would probably draw a line there because it's public nudity. Right. But what if I claim it's free speech or what if I make some kind of a compelling free speech argument? I'm making a statement about whatever. 
we would have we, we would really have to scrutinize what the bus company's <laughs> regulations are here to, 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 to let you know. But they'd let these ads go up. And I suspect that had they not, they would have been embroiled in a controversy that would not end for them, oh, <laughs> I, I, I suspect. Totally agree. And, yeah. and as such, somebody else could have gone to the bus company and, and made a case why they thought it was inappropriate, right? A, pr- a private person compliant, sure. c- complained, and that might have been able to do it. But I, unfortunately, I, I don't feel like I can condone the vandalization. Better maybe to have purchased that space. There you go. Maybe the, that would have been a better way to to do that. But, but it's so cool, Vandalization. I don't. But cool. here's the thing: is that if I put up a a sign on a bus that says "Good Without God" and it gets vandalized, I'm going to be very upset. Right. Uh, you mean a signification? Okay, an ad space. If I take out an ad, that's a signification. Okay. Yep. And those ads and have been vandalized. Using, if you're using uh, ification speech, you may as well just go all the way. <laughs> You said a vandalification. So. A vandalification. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Because we've been doing this for over an hour. Oh man, jeez. <laughs> Here, bottom line is, it's it's unfortunate that somebody put up hate speech on a bus, but speechification, speechification on a bus that's hate speechification. But it's not okay to vandalize it. I'm sorry. It sucks. It sucks, but it's not okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. Can we talk about vagina steaming? Oh, do we want to? Oh, God, I want to. Okay. So uh, do we need to talk about the parts again just to remind everybody what the Yeah, would you go over that? I, I really need an anatomy lesson because <laughs> okay, I because so clearly I was confusing. Yeah, collectively okay. are called vulva. Okay, vulva. And the vulva has an opening to? A sheath, an internal sheath well, that opens to the- vulva has four openings if it's a four-door. <sighs> if it's a hatchback, it's got five. So the, the vulva has the urethra, which is an opening to the bladder. Okay. The vulva also has an internal sheath called a vagina, which uh, kind of ends at the cervix, which is the beginning bottom part of the uterus. The cervix, incidentally, this will come up later, remains closed except during childbirth or except during um, – like your doctor can dilate it and very small things like sperm can get through there, but it's not like, like if you douche or whatever, douche doesn't get up in there. Do not douche. It's bad for you. But, um, unless your doctor recommends it. I, I won't douche. I promise you. Don't douche Ian. Well, for you, it might be more of a colonic kind of thing. Right? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, actor and lifestyle guru Gwyneth Paltrow recently advocated a spa treatment called vaginal steaming. She claims you sit on what is essentially a mini throne, which I assume means toilet or commode or something, some kind of a bowl of some kind. And a combination of infrared and mugwort steam cleanses your uterus. Wait, at all. hold on. Infrared? I, that's, I'm just, I'm reading the quote. <clears throat> I'm not even paraphrasing. This is what she says. Oh, okay. Infrared steam. I don't know how that works. Uh, cleanses your uterus at all because she can't name the parts. And she thinks that the uterus is exterior, is external structure apparently. And she calls it an energetic release. So at all, we just covered that because it's not at all. It's different meaningful parts that you have to fucking know. So what you, what you just said is Gwyneth Paltrow does not understand her own internal organs. Or, or external organs, for that matter. She doesn't understand her lady parts. Can I say or, lady parts? Or feels like she can't name them in pot, like it's dirty somehow, or it's like saying bad words or something. To I'm sorry, did you call her a lifestyle guru? Yes, I did. 
<laughs> I did call her. I think she calls herself that. <laughs> I think I'm lifting her job title right off. If the uh, if the lifestyle in question is a lifestyle of doing whack job stuff, then yes, she is a lifestyle guru. Yes, that's like saying Attila the Hun had an active outdoor lifestyle. <laughs> Oh, I was trying to pull in a Chris Martin jug, but I can't quite get there from here. Yeah, uh, I got I got Robin Williams for you, so we're okay. <laughs> you know, um, this is not the first time that she's embraced something that uh, Doctor Oz would be ashamed to put up on his show. <laughs> he would not. He would not no, be ashamed. If he thought oh he my god! Money off of it. If he could make money off of it, he would be all over this, man. Yeah, that's true. He would be steam cleaning vaginas everywhere. So let's talk. Can we talk about how vaginas don't need to be steam clean? Well, first, why don't you tell me exa- more about what this is? I, I thought they actually should be dry clean only. So in recall that the vagina itself is an internal sheath, and uh, that's typically during um, straight heterosexual sexual activity. That's where the man's penis eventually ends up is in there, and you know sometimes or not they ejaculate in there. Uh, that's how babies are made because they ejaculate and the sperm get into the uterus. And if there's an egg, so that gets fertilized. And that's fed. how it happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in the vagina, in the, vi- the vagina is a mucosal structure. It's a mucosal membrane. So it's similar to, in some ways, to the inside of your nose where it secretes substances, you know, and kind of cleanses itself. Uh, and it has its own internal flora like bacterial flora that is healthy and keeps it healthy and resists infection and, um, you know, is a deterrent to HIV and all that kind of stuff. Not that it stops HIV, but it's, it's, um, resistant. It can make women more resistant to sexually transmitted diseases if they have healthy bacterial flora. Yeast infection, for example, is a disruption of the healthy flora and you have to get that flora back into the right combination of the right bacteria. Steaming out the bacteria in your vagina that keeps you healthy is a very bad idea. Okay, but here's the thing. Here, here's what here's what she's doing. So th- she's sitting on some sort of a chair that that has steamy a, a hole, right? Yeah, and and the steamy liquid is coming up. Is she is she sitting so much that she's spreading to try and open that cavity? Do you need a speculum to do this? I don't I know. Haven't... How the heck does this work? Because that well, piece that piece keeps closed. When you go swimming, you don't end up with a vagina full of water, water do you? <laughs> no. I mean that it's very good at keeping that stuff out. So I'm um, I don't have one. So but I uh, but I I I I I I guess I was assuming. Let's also take a look at the fact that mugwort was actually used as an, an, an abortive. And uh, so one of the herbs that they put in here is uh, related to ragweed, which is an allergen for some people. So if you're prone to hay fever, putting that near your mucosal membrane is, a, uh, again, a very bad idea. Oh, but the best one is the wormwood. Be- that is what they put in absinthe, which supposedly was a hallucinogenic. So more warm wood, the better, I think. Well, maybe I was misunderstanding the energetic release then. <laughs> maybe, maybe you were. <laughs> maybe that's why she started hallucinating that this was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I just can't imagine how the heck are you getting your, the steam in there, number one? How is it penetrating? Um, I mean, you would have to sit like, I mean, you, you'd really have to, I mean, I, I'm imagining you're really going to have to spread your legs with intent in order to get steam up in there. Well, I, how does that work? Yeah. And I'm going to say this. I think that they picked the wrong name for it. 
if I had been branding it, I would have gone with Vasana. Well, and the whole, I mean, it just gets back to that whole idea that women are icky and gross and we need to be cleaned and our, our vulvas and vaginas can't even be named the structures that must not speak their names, you know, and, uh, just a fundamental misunderstanding of everything. Right. (laughs) But let's say, let's say it did work, right. That you were able to get the steam up in there somehow stovepipe exactly that's exactly yes. what's going to happen you're going you're going to disrupt that and i don't know how much because it's not it's steam so it's not a Depends whole lot of water heat, right the heat yeah i mean there's a lot of factors involved here it isn't like, like douching is bad i mean you're taking Chemicals. a lot of times vinegar right which will which is will kill off a lot of chemicals and you and you're running that through there you're going to kill a lot of stuff off that way yeah, you d- typically healthy women do not need to clean their vaginas for any reason, really. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But society teaches us that it's bad and dirty and smelly and all of which, again, with healthy women, typically not. So Right. So it doesn't need this, number one. Right. It and could be dangerous. It could be dangerous. And number two, I still can't figure out how you get the steam in there. You know what? If Chris Martin has been in my vagina, I'm never washing that shit again. <clears throat> Oh. There's my Chris Martin joke. There, I got it. I got there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, but washing isn't recommended anyway. Right. I, I don't get it. But what horrified me, this doctor, this woo-woo doctor that you put up here, I mean, she doesn't even, she doesn't even go into the bacterial flora and, and her ultimately, you know, she, I mean, she's talking to acupuncturists and all the, on, on all sorts of people. And then she says, but this has, there's been no scientific evidence to show that this is of any necessary. But, you know, on the other hand, what's the harm? What could possibly be the harm? She didn't even address what the possible harms could have been. It's just like, hey, why not? It's like, yeah. It's like a, it's like a spa treatment. That's what they're, that's what that's they're, what they're tre- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, geez. Uh, twenty to seventy-five dollars for thirty to forty-five minutes. So I don't know why Doctor Oz isn't. Yeah, I know this. It, this right. seems like it could be lucrative. Not as lucrative as diet pills, maybe. That's kind of his shtick. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, vaginas are awesome. Vulvas are awesome. They are different structures that we need to name all of the parts of. So. And and wormwood, if it really is hallucinogenic, is awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. There's probably a different mechanism for ingestion. I have no idea. And on the on that note, are we ready to wrap it up? Uh, I think so. Yes. All right. Then good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at amateurskeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at seven two zero. 295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share alike, no derivatives, 3.5 license. So hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash PKANOL. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.